This is FM 100.5, AM 1450, and Place the talk. Hip hip hooray! Let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m. The signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. Christmas Brighton Nashville. Well, who goes anyway? Good morning, Rutherford County. We're going to have a, a lot of fun today. Um, we, we've got the strong man, Brian Hercules, who is on. Uh, and uh, you didn't bring uh, the goddess with you today. The mayor's not with me today. She's yeah. working for a living today. Yeah. So you brought Todd Spearman today, yes. who is a well-known law enforcement officer and has done a great job for... Uh, how many years w were you, uh, Todd? 32. Wow, that's a long time to be in this business. But thank goodness most of the time was before all of this um, anti-police started. Of course, we haven't had it here. Only in, in the uh, liberal states have, have they had the, the anti-police. And uh, uh, I, I don't understand why one political party seemed to be over those particular states. But, you know, it's just the way things are. We have a strong, uh, strong community backing for the police officers. Yes. Um, very positive, and and the officers engaging with our community-oriented policing, and uh, so we haven't seen what other places have seen. But you know, still, again, we look back that the community has been uh, tremendous. You know, stopping, waving, words of support, and the officers really appreciate that. I know they do. But you do have Kevin Arnold there. You can't I, help I, that one. Yeah. Bless his heart. He's a Livingston boy. And, 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 and he's a Cardinals fan. He is yeah. a Cardinal fan. In fact, I took him to, uh, uh, to see St. Louis years ago, and we had the most fun. He couldn't drink a beer, which was, which that was, that was, hard. That was very aggravating. Yeah. And he couldn't say any cuss words because we had the preachers with us. So. But, but I'd it, love to have been there, wouldn't you? Oh, oh gosh. Ooh. Bless his heart. I don't know if he had a good time or if he was miserable, but... Um, you know, it's, it's nothing beats having good friends, and, and it makes the world, no matter what's going on in the world, it makes it worthwhile. Now, one of the things that we've always enjoyed going to is the fish fry. Uh, originally, it, it uh, went to uh, Lee Victory's house, and people from all over the state of Tennessee would come in, and elected heads and all that. And But... Uh, in, in, at the airport where it's been, which has been very successful. Yes, a huge, Rotary huge Rotary Club, Club yeah, which they, I'm proud to be part of. Yeah. Uh, and you guys have done a wonderful job uh, supporting everything in, in, in the Middle Tennessee area. You Absolutely. really have. Yeah. But what in the world are you going to be able to do with the coronavirus? Well, uh, Corona has, has, you know, made us have to stop and rethink how, 
Uh, and I, I'm Amanda Johnston, our president, and some of the folks that are leading that effort are doing a great job. Mm -hmm. uh, but we are going to be doing something different. Uh, we're not going to do a virtual fish fry. We're not going to show you a picture and let you look at it. But uh, it's going to be a drive-through. We couldn't send our money in that way. That's right. It's going to okay. be a drive-through this yeah. year. Uh, and they're Is working. Is it going to be a theater? No, it's not going to be a oh, theater. No screen. No screen. Okay. Well, let me take it back. There might be a screen involved in this. Basically, what they're doing is, is the, as you come into the airport, they're going to have, you know, we in the past we've had a, a car show and we've had the fire truck out there for the kids, uh, and different, you know, things like that. So, what you'll do is you'll actually drive through some of this stuff this year, and then you'll come to a point where we'll take your drink order, and then you'll take your your order for your fish or chicken dinner whichever one you're you're requesting and then you'll pull up and then we'll we'll actually hand it to you into the vehicle and then uh, they're working very hard uh, Jonathan Harmon and his team uh, there with Rotary they're trying to make it a, a, as much of an interactive experience as we can to to make it fun to go through uh, it is going to be different uh, you know it's it's hard to imagine the fish fry because I think one of the greatest attributes of the fish fry Besides the wonderful fish and, and chicken, because, you know, I personally cook some of that for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we know we got great cooks, Tim Morrell and Jimmy Driver and some of those guys. But <clears throat> what we're trying to, you know, the, in the past, just the camaraderie and the getting to see people. And, you know, I, 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 I wish I had a nickel for every time I've heard somebody say, man, I haven't seen you in years. You know, yeah. I haven't seen you since the last fish fry. So it's going to be hard not to have that interaction and, and be with people this year. COVID has just, you know, made us rethink, and hopefully uh, we'll get past this COVID situation, and uh, maybe next year we can back, get back to the fish fry and, and make it an interactive uh, event again. But I want to remind people, though, you know, don't don't let this not allow you to participate. Yeah. Because you hit on something uh, that, that I think is the most important part of this fish fry is the money that the Rotary raises all of that money goes back into this community. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that we're working, the town of Smyrna and the Rotary Club are working on right now is a joint project, and, and a lot of the fish fry money has been allocated to this project, is an all-inclusive playground for our community. Mm -hmm. uh, we are very close uh, to putting the final touches on uh, what the playground's gonna look like. Uh, wow. We're ready to go to construction with it. Uh, we're gonna be going to Christy Houston Foundation here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we feel very good about, you know, the possibility of being funded, uh, some of the dollars through them. Uh, the Rotary Fish Fry has brought a lot of money to the table. We've had several large corporate uh, sponsors, Taylor Farms, uh, Smyrna Ready Mix, uh, and those kind of things that have come to the table. The town of Smyrna has stepped up and put money, and uh, we're also putting some in-kind stuff into this project with some of our labor and that kind of thing. Uh, we really hope uh, to break ground and get this uh, playground built this year. Um, feeling really good about it. So, you know, although it's going to be a little different, go past that and look at what the outcome is about. So this playground is going to be very important to our community. Uh, so, you know, we're excited about it. Uh, you know, it's going to be a tough year. When you talk about outside activities and things like that, nobody is better than Smyrna as, as far as all the things that you offer, the golf course over there in, in uh and a, a lot of it, it comes from private funds, doesn't it? It does. Uh, you know, we, we're very blessed to have a very vibrant community, a lot of growth still in our community. You know, uh, some of our development, uh, we do have impact fees that pay. 
with construction and those kind of things, or utilizing those dollars. You know, we just opened and finally was able to do the ribbon cutting on our Cedar Stone Park. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've got four beautiful baseball fields, all AstroTurf, LED lighting, uh, you know, new scoreboards, new restrooms. Uh, we've got a new playground. Uh, we just actually, uh, this week, uh, the mayor and her father uh, were able to do the first pitch. Mary uh, Esther and Coon are yes. going to do the first pitch. Well, they did. They, they did, did it this week. She was the catcher. She was the catcher, oh. and Coon was the pitcher. Yeah. Uh, and that was a very can, special. Can Mary Esther th actually throw the ball that far from the, the, the mound to the catcher? Mary Esther was the catcher. She was she caught the ball. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Coon heads the arm. He could he could get it in there and throw a strike. Coon was a great ball player. Oh, he was. Yeah. He was. And it, you know that's a very special thing for us to be able to you know have them do that. Uh, uh, Mr. Victory, Coon Victory, and his dad uh, were involved in the first pitch at, at Lee Victory Park. Yeah. Coon did the last pitch. It. Lee Victory Park with the baseball league, and now you're going to bring tears to my eyes. Well, I, it is. It's very special, and it, you, you know, I was happy to be out there the other night when this happened. Uh, it, it's one of those that will bring a tear to your eye to see the passion, uh, the love that that family has for our community, and many yeah. more. Uh, yeah. But you know, it'd be hard to refute uh, the how long the Victory family has been involved in our community and the and the passion and love that they've uh, given to this community. Uh, and there are many others, but it was a very special moment. I was happy to be out there and be part of it. Now, usually, there's about 1,500 people when when you go to the to, to the the uh, fish fry now. I mean, it, they come from everywhere. Now, how in the world are you going to handle your traffic? Will it uh, when they drive through? Is it just going to be single cars? I, I think the they I, I think they've got a double lane that we're going to be able to participate. I, I'm not. I haven't been working on the logistics that much with them, mm -hmm. um, but uh, we're working with the Smyrna Police Department. We'll have some of those. You know, and we have a pretty good staging area when you think about it. When you come off of uh, 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 Sam Ridley Parkway there on Threed Industrial, so we'll be able to, to maneuver cars, and then we can take them out the other direction if we have to and go up to the top of the hill and dump them back out on Highway 41. So I think we've got a pretty good plan to flow traffic. That works out. If the police department is handling... Uh, the directional part of the traffic, it should go well, shouldn't it? And the way the roadways are laid out, it's kind of makes it easier to get the cars around without having everybody bunched up in one location. Mm -hmm. And again, you can drop them back out on uh, 4170, and it's a red light, so you're going to be able to get across traffic fairly easily on that side. So. Yeah. So it'll t probably take longer, but it'll be worth the trip over. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the fish and the, the chicken's always going to be good. Uh, you know, that's a, and you can go over to one of our local parks or you can take it home and, you know, uh, hopefully we'll have a few people say, hey, let's get together and go over to the park. We've got shelters over there and, you know, uh, we, we're still allowing people to congregate there in smaller groups. But, you know, you can get a group of 25, 30 people under one of those shelters and, you know, still enjoy, you know, some activity and have, have their meal together, uh, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's just, it, we're just going to have to be creative this year. Smyrna has always been a miracle town anyway, because I remember, all us old people, we remember when the base was closing down, and it did close, and Smyrna was going to take it, draw its last breath, and it was going to die. And I remember how everybody was predicting that it, it's going to be a big change. And um, Jackie and I actually lo looked at, uh, at some of the homes over there uh, during that period, and then all of a sudden, everybody came into Smyrna, but the leadership in Smyrna at that time 
they did. It, it was almost magical how they were able to make Smyrna into a vibrant town and where everybody wanted to move into. I, you know, it's still that way to me. I, you know, my wife and I had the pleasure of moving to Smyrna two years ago with a part of accepting this job as the town manager, and we felt like we were at home from day one. And uh, we have absolutely loved being part of Smyrna. Smyrna is a very giving town. It's a very receiving town. Uh, you want to come to Smyrna and you want to get involved in things, there's plenty to do. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. And, I, you know, I, I've coined a little phrase, uh, Smyrna's a great big little town. Yeah. It's uh, not really little anymore. I said it's a great big little town. You know, we still have that hometown feel. Oh, you I got you. You, you still yeah. have people that come to the depot district you know yeah. uh, my wife and i can i say something uh, my wife i would is, love for you to say something nice about my, your wife my wife is probably listening to this show mm -hmm. and i had the great honor of being married to my beautiful bride 14 years yesterday wow and uh i tell you i've i've i outcovered my punt range with this one she's the, she's the love of my life and she just she has made me a complete person and so i mean that where did sincerely. you take her we went to uh, Hickory Falls last night, a little local restaurant, and yeah. had dinner. But afterwards, we came up to the downtown area and sat out on the patio and had ice cream at Gennardi's. And wow. I tell you, it just, it's amazing to go up there late in the afternoon, get some ice cream, and sit out there and watch the depot district and the people that meander through there and see all the things that are going on with Carpe Artista, with the depot, you know, Zama Park. Uh, mm -hmm. which is right there at the old depot district uh, where Crosland Supply used to be and then Tire World was behind them. You know, that now, we've got the grass down. Uh, we're probably about two weeks away from opening, grand opening that park, uh, maybe three weeks at the most. Uh, it's just exciting to see what's going on. And then you got the old Lane Mill uh, mm -hmm. property, and those folks have come in now and started that project. Uh, you know, we're fixing to put a lot of people downtown to, in the walking district. So we're excited about what can happen down there with restaurants and brew pubs and things like that that are going to bring life back into that downtown. But as I sat there last night, I told my wife, I said, can you imagine the train coming through and dropping the mail, you know, on the hook? And the, the, the post office was over here. And uh, Dennis Johnson uh, that works for us. His dad was there, and everybody knows Dennis Sr. Yeah. Uh, and his love of Smyrna, and, and just listening to him talk about some of the different buildings and what was in those buildings and stuff last night. It was like taking a history lesson of Smyrna. It was just a lot of fun. I th of course, Todd uh, was a law enforcement officer o over there during the pre-growth time. Yes, sir. And, and it was so different uh, when you think about it. Oh, the one thing I forgot to a ask you, Brian, did you uh, 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 practice social distancing? We last did. Night? We did. What we a crappy thing. Well, we did it. <laughs> we and and, and y'all have been married 14 years, and that was it? Well, now, I'm talking about with other people. No, I did not practice social distancing with my wife. I like to hold her hand when we're out in public. Bless her heart. I don't want anybody else to get her. If I don't hold on to her, somebody will snatch her up. Isn't that funny when you when you got a spouse that loves you and supports you uh, with with the things that you do? Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll always love her and always take care of her. Well, I tell you, you don't, you don't get that. You much. can ask our council and you can ask our mayor. When they offered me the job, I told them that we come as a pair. Uh, yeah. She is my greatest support. Uh, she is there. She she's been with me. 
Uh, I get tickled sometimes at night if we're out and there's something happens in the town. We've had some uh, bad storms or something. I'll just look at her and say, honey, I can take you home or, you know, I got to go. And she sat in the truck many a night and watched me out with the fire department, you know, encouraging them and the work they do. I stay out of the way. I don't, yeah. I'm not telling you I do the work, but I try to go out and encourage them and be there to support them. And she sat in that truck many a night and just, you know, she, she knows that's what I got to do. So, And uh, you, you have a, a lot of responsibilities that take you from home. When, when you take those jobs, they're just almost, in some ways, they're almost overwhelming. I, I have made the comment, I love this job. I've really enjoyed this uh, season of my life and the work yeah. that I'm doing and, and why I do the work that I do. Uh, but I don't know how somebody maybe does this for 25 or 30 years. It, it would, it's a backbreaker. You got to have support If you're doing it right, home. you, you, you absolutely support. do. You know, and, that, and, and, you know, that's the reason Todd and, and Rex, uh, you know, in January, I, I went to the council and they had really been pushing me saying, Brian, you need help. Brian, you need help. You know, you don't, don't wear yourself out. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I really, the first year I wanted to get my hands around the job and what all was entailed with the job. I went back to him and said, you're right. I think it's time for us to do something. But instead of going out and finding somebody and bringing them in that didn't know the community, I said, I have another vision. I'd like to bring people that are already here, that already have the passion for our community, already know this community, bring them up and give them more responsibility. And and luckily we had two fine gentlemen uh, in in the town that were ready to step up and have done a fabulous job. And that's Todd Spearman and Rex Gaither uh, from our uh, departments. And and they have, they've been a great uh, resource for me. Uh, They're good sounding boards for me and they've taken a little pressure off my plate so I can, I can do some other things. Uh, You know, I'm trying to focus some of my time on, on the development, on the long-range planning, uh, you know, those type of things that uh, are, are part of what you have to do when you're growing the way we are. And taking that job, Todd, uh, you already have been dealing with people for many, many years. And a lot of people don't understand that law enforcement is a people job. Yes, sir. At very first. And I, I can remember that we would ride all the way. Of course, Rutherford County is huge. And we would ride across Rutherford County, and we would establish um, uh, the type of friendships that you need to have people really respect what you do. Yes, sir. And uh, and, and over the years, uh, this community has been very respectful to law enforcement officers, and that's made a big difference, hasn't it? Yes, sir. And you can you were talking about being there so long. When I first started, there was there were eight officers. And then we had three, obviously, three command staff. And so we've grown so, you know, the police department has grown and the town, obviously, has grown with the community. And it's those relationships from, you know, 1987 when I first started that are still there today. And, you know, the deputies that we grew up with backing up on Old National Highway because we didn't have enough people to, you know, have full coverage. And it's that skill set that you learned about dealing with people and treating people the way you want to be treated. Um, it just it's the same thing that I'm doing now. You're still dealing with people, treat people kind. People have issues, and you're just dealing with trying to make their quality of life better. And it's it was almost a natural transition from law enforcement to what I'm doing now. And uh, we're a people business. That's what we're in the business for, and that's what I've enjoyed most. It's, it's a different skill set, don't get me wrong, um, especially dealing with some issues in planning. And I always tell a story about planning. When I first went into a planning meeting, they were using terminology that I knew back in the 
police department, you might get in trouble for using that language, different you know, acronyms they used. Yeah. So I had to Google all the different terminology, but um, it's, it's a people business. You're trying to manage growth. We're trying to manage, um, like he says, you know, we're a big little small town. We still want those comforts. We still want to provide those opportunities for people, and uh, you want to do it in an organized way. Uh, growing is something that affects especially the older people that have been there for generations. Uh, uh, I mean, you, you take the, the victories and all of them. We're, we're talking about uh, five or six generations and more Absolutely. Uh, of being there. And um, the growing part with people who are coming in, they don't really realize the history of Smyrna and what it's like. Correct. And, and, and you can relate back to them uh, how important the history of Smyrna is because it always will be because uh, Smyrna has a just unbelievable history when you look at what they've overcome all these years. If you look, and I, I enjoy the history of the police department, if you look back in 1958, there were only two officers. There was a chief and one other officer. And since night about 1960, the department has grown to where it is now. Yeah. And you can go back and look at some of the old pictures. I know we used to do it at the sheriff's department as well. You had eight or nine people or 10 people, 20 people. And then mm -hmm. you look at it now and we can't even put the picture on the wall. There's so many officers. Um, so in that short period of time from 1958 to current day, we, we're standing on the, the shoulders of the people that was there first. Yeah. Uh, if you can imagine working, uh, working in law enforcement, there's only three of you. You work 24-7, you get calls from the house, and, and we're standing on those shoulders of those officers that, you know, back in the 50s and back in the 60s and, and even early 70s. And then you see the gross, expl explosive growth that Smyrna had. So we're, you know, building off your history, and I love the history of the police department, yeah. how we went from one car, one radio, and one coat to what we're at now, that, that machine that Kevin Arnold is running right now with, you know, specialized groups and uh, specialized detective divisions and domestic violence divisions and it's pretty neat to go back and look where you come from because if you don't know your history you're destined to repeat it yeah. look where we came from look what we look what we were dealing with and so it is it is very interesting it, it was very simple in fact it was very laid back and, and you uh, do you remember when we had the same frequency in absolutely radios? absolutely and we were listening to one of your dispatchers one night and and she was cute as she could be as far as how she was relating everything. And I think you had a, 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 a possible armed robbery going on uh, in the downtown area. And after she got through, and she did a good job explaining what, what they were going to be looking at when, when they got to the uh, point of, of where everything was going on. And uh, she, after, after she gave all that, she says, now, would you please bring me back a uh, barbecue sandwich and and, and oh, oh Miss there. Lucy, yeah, Miss Lucy. Miss Lucy. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I loved it. It was better than watching uh, Andy Griffith. It yep. really was. I mean, oh yeah, Miss Lucy on Midnight Shift yeah. would do that to you. I, I wish we still had all those old days. The, the old simpler days, yeah. Because yeah. you know, we were on the same radio, obviously on the same radio frequencies, and a lot of people don't realize that's how the numbering system came out of badge numbers. Yeah. You know, a sheriff's department was the the double-digit numbers, yeah. you had 01, 10, and all that. And then you had uh, Murfreesboro, or Laverne had the 100 series. Uh -huh. Murfreesboro had the 200 series, and then Smyrna had the 300 series. And people have, why do we start at 300? Well, back then, 
by the first designation of radio, you knew who you were. Yeah. If they said 10 or 15 or whatever, you knew it was the sheriff's department. But uh, back when I, like I said, back in 1987 when I first started, we would back each other up, Laverne at the county lines or the sheriff's department back on Ona and uh, at the Old National Highway. But yeah, those old days, you're trying to figure out well who's dispatching who to what number and. I remember Miss Lucy and Mr. Hodge. Yeah. Of course, Mr. Hodge was... Uh, he sounded like Mr. Ridley on the radio. Absolutely. I, 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 absolutely. I couldn't, tell, I couldn't tell him apart. It, it, it was amazing. Yeah. And he would always answer everything with the word sugar. Yeah. Go ahead, sugar. <laughs> Mr. Hodge. Oh, you got to love it. it. It was under... You remember when the, the, we'd have bleedovers? Uh, every <laughs> once in a while, we would be able to listen to them uh, talk in, in New Jersey and in, in, in New York. I, I don't know how those, I, I'm not smart enough to understand that, but I, I remember those bleedovers really well. And, On a cloudy and, night, you could get yeah. skipped from Kentucky or you could just get just odd traffic on, yeah. on nights. Yep. Yeah. It, it, Talking about the old days and stuff, I'd it'd be remiss if we didn't recognize, you know, we lost a very important part of the Smyrna Police Department and the history of the Smyrna Police Department this year with uh, Sally Walsh passing. Right, yes. Um, you know, we hated to, to hear and, that and news. And you lost and, one of your dispatchers also. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I, I hate that. It, it just really bothers me when people who have been so important in your life and, and in your career, and when they're when they're gone, uh, Sally was a big part of, of the Smyrna well, I know, Police Department. Uh, you know, I didn't have the pleasure of working with her. I, course had heard the wall name around Smyrna for many years and uh, when she passed I, I, I got tickled Bill Culberson and I were talking and I just kind of kept my mouth shut and just listened to him talk because the stories he told and you know how she you know worked through the police department and then she became the uh, commissioner public safety I guess uh, under the commissioner uh, management form, uh, government uh, mm -hmm. that we had and, and all that she did for both the police and the fire department. Uh, there's no doubt she was a woman way ahead of her time. She, she did what, a great What about job. the restaurant up there? The restaurant, you know, it's, it's closed. Uh, it's is up it for lease. Is it permanently it's closed? It's permanently closed. They've got a sign up that they've got it up for lease. They're looking for somebody to come in there. But Gosh, I used to. I mean, my oh. Jackie and I love to go there. Absolutely. It, yeah. If it's a special event, that's, that's where we would go yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Many people, great, great memories of, uh, of the Omni Hut. Uh, yeah. I hate oh, yeah. to see that closed down. Now, I did understand that I think it was her son was trying to put together some funding to start a Omni Hut uh, food, truck. food truck. I don't know where that, that's at at this point, but I know they had talked about it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tragic loss for us. That's a, it was a great restaurant and a lot of good memories. I think that that's the first time I ever went in a restaurant like that was up here at the Omni Hut, and it was just, uh, I, I just love the, you know, the feel of it when you went through the door. There's yeah. just something different than you could yep. at any other. Yep. Uh, with, with all the changes that are going on now, Brian, um, what about uh, uh, over there where you have the plane and, and yeah, the Coos Memorial. Yeah, the Coos Memorial. You know, we just opened up the new road. Uh, we redid, uh, redeveloped Nolan Drive and mm -hmm. put a roundabout. Uh, one of the things we want to accomplish with that roundabout is the last leg of that will be a rear entrance into Lee Victory Park. And if you've ever been out of Lee Victory Park, pre-COVID at least, uh, on a Saturday morning when uh, the children were playing football or baseball, it is almost impossible to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, the same thing happened every year with our 4th of July, Fireworks. which we... 
uh, the fireworks, which we unfortunately had to cancel this year. So uh, we're excited. We're working on that last leg of that now, but we've got the road open. Uh, the traffic's flowing much better through there. Uh, we took that sharp S curve out. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's really doing well. And the, you, you it, it, it's a shame of that COVID virus. It's, it's going to keep a lot of people probably uh, that would be coming in to, to the fish fry. Yep. They, they won't be able to spend yep. the time as they normally You know, but the interesting thing, and you said it a little bit ago, one thing that COVID has done that might be a positive in a way, um, you know, before COVID, it seemed like all the kids were staying home and playing with their video games or Snapchatting or on their phones or all those kind of things. We have seen more people out. Uh, our golf course, once we reopened the golf course, we're having record-breaking days. Well, they had gone crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think, all... I think people got cooped up, yeah. and uh, even the kids were ready to get outside. Uh, I've gotten tickled, you know, talking to our staff. We've been trying to put together some uh, – um, purchase some kayaks we're going to start doing some kayak rentals and, and some floats and those kind of things you can't buy them they're, there's they're where, not where, where just, do they do the kayak over at sam davis uh, no we're looking to do them over at sharp springs uh at the park there at sharp springs where we've oh, got oh, yeah, okay yeah so uh absolutely but uh you know it's just amazing even in our parks we are seeing the traffic numbers in our parks are unbelievable yeah uh, people are wanting to get outside they're wanting to get out and walk ride their bicycles uh, get on the water, all those type of things. And that's exciting uh, to see people out and about again. You know, one place I miss was, was where everybody would go and have their meetings and mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. Uh, is it well, you still know, operational? Well, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Rotary is meeting, uh, and we're doing both a, a Zoom meeting and a in-person meeting. For those that don't have the comfort to come back into the building and participate, we're, we're Zooming the meeting, and we're getting about a 50-50 about a response. So I think it's, it's you know, people are ready. Uh, you know, I think everybody's become uh, a little more relaxed and understand the value of the social distancing, and we're doing some of those things a little better. Uh, I know, uh, you know, with the mask mandate, I know that was a, a pretty hard thing for everybody to swallow, but uh, uh, I see a lot more people wearing masks today. Uh, I know my wife and I... I'd rather swallow it. Yeah, I understand. It's it's not the most comfortable thing, uh, but we're doing it. I don't have to uh, worry about it anymore. You, you're, you are, you've passed the COVID test, right? I passed right? the COVID <laughs> test. It's done with. Yeah, well, unfortunately, not all of us have done that. Well, so, you're just, just wait, just wait. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, I, I did hear on the radio this morning coming up here uh, for this show that uh, they're going into phase three of the COVID vaccine test in Nashville this week. Well, yeah, and, and uh, what's interesting is that Trump is trying to get it released for, mm -hmm. for the, the public all the way across the right. board, and the Democrats are fighting it. That, well, uh, we, it hadn't been tested. Enough. Well, they're going and into phase like three it. testing in Nashville this week is what I heard. Yeah. Uh, so that that's good news that uh, they're moving it through quickly, and hopefully we'll have a vaccine out here uh, soon that will help us uh, get us back to a sense of normalcy. I think uh, they're I think they're starting to look for the people who have already uh, been through the, the virus. Now they're they're I think they're looking at maybe if they would give their blood. It, it may help some of that too. And yeah. So it, it's a. Uh, have you ever seen so many things? Well, uh, wait a minute. We're gonna have to take a break, and and we'll be right back. Okay. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, 
It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. This portion of the show brought to you by Mabco. How do you feel about two for $3 Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&M's for only a dollar? These are just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mabco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast. One of the finest restaurants in Rutherford County at the top as the friendliest. It's like a magnet. You just draw people in here. It seems different here in Murfreesboro. It just seems like everybody is more welcoming. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. Food is ready-made. You make it. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential. They're open. They're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Uh, I need a weekend getaway. Does a COVID-19 crunch have you down? Maybe you know someone who needs a weekend getaway, a pick-me-up trip. WGNS will be giving five weekend getaways away to five lucky winners between now and August 28th. Go to WGNSRadio.com and look for the contest link. Click the link and tell us why your loved one and their significant other need a weekend getaway. We need this. We'll give them a weekend stay at any Red Roof Inn or Red Roof Plus. They pick their location, we give them the free weekend stay. Simple. Go to WGNSRadio.com, look for the contest link, follow the link, and nominate your loved one today. I need a weekend getaway. Can Donald Trump really beat Joe Biden? Now, Blitz, a new bestseller by David Horowitz, reveals President Trump's real game plan. Blitz even predicts Trump will win in a landslide. Mark Levin calls Blitz the indispensable book of the 2020 election. It's already a New York Times bestseller. Get Blitz or check out the free offer and save $28. Just go online to blitz411.com or call 800-NEWSMAX. That's 800-NEWSMAX. Get Blitz today. They had snuck in in the night and committed these murders. Nobody had a clue about a who or a why. You got eight people dead, and uh, things like that don't usually happen in a small town. I mean, they don't usually happen anywhere, and it was just a real shock. Four-plus years after these murders, and they couldn't have written a more sinister story than what's playing out in Pike County, Ohio right now. Listen to The Piketon Massacre wherever you get your podcasts. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. St. Mark's United Methodist Church will host a free emergency food distribution Saturday from 10 to noon. The giveaway will include prepared food boxes for those in need. Rutherford County currently classified as having a moderate spread rate with 2,504 active cases of COVID-19. That's less than 1% of Rutherford County's population. The county schools report they are continuing to monitor the coronavirus spread rate as well. The rate at which COVID-19 is spread, which can change from day to day, will also play a role in deciding if schools remain open. Jack Daniels offering tours and tastings again. 
The tours and samplings that resumed last week at the Lynchburg Distillery comply with CDC coronavirus guidelines. The number of people allowed to participate is being limited, and not all distillery sites will be accessible on the tours. Masks and reservations are required. The state of Tennessee will submit its application to the Federal Emergency Management Agency to receive grant funding to pay an additional weekly unemployment benefit to claimants who meet the eligibility requirements of the Lost Wages Supplemental Payment Assistance Program. If approved, the grant will fund a $300 weekly payment, which combined with the state's maximum of $275 will be $575 per week before federal withholding taxes. The state officials calling on all eligible voters to be prepared for the November election. Secretary of State Trey Hargis says Tennesseans should verify their voter registration and decide whether they want to vote in person or by absentee ballot. If you want to vote absentee, request those ballots as soon as you can. If you're voting in person early or on election day, the same safety precautions will be in effect as during the August election, all complying with CDC guidelines. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing a high in the upper 80s. Winds out of the east of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 71. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Brian and Todd. And uh, I do want there the Amish community, and it's right there in the border of uh, Cannon County and Warren County. Uh, I'm looking at a map, and, and I was asking... Uh, Larry Stewart yesterday about how to get there and all of those people who would love to go and visit that community and they have so many wonderful things that you can purchase there uh, the maps will be over at Sylvan Park and I'm going to ask Lisa uh, here to uh, uh, put those maps in where if you want to go over and you don't want to get lost uh, we have the maps here so that's something pretty special. Um, where were we? Besides sitting here at the table at Sylvan Park. We was probably in the middle of the road somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, ha, do y'all have, uh, and I haven't been in, in your, uh, um, what, what do you, you call it, the Smyrna City Hall. Town Hall, yeah. Town Hall. Do you have pictures of everybody that have been mayors and 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 all the the uh people that have helped um make smyrna what it is right now you know we don't and that's that's probably something we ought to think about where we could do that i know uh, down at the uh town center you know where where we have the mm -hmm. restaurants yeah uh, we have a lot of pictures uh from smyrna history yeah i've seen uh, those you know and then in our council chambers uh behind the wall there on the council chambers there's a lot of history uh, as far as photos of different downtown uh, venues and those type of things, um, I, I will tell you there is a uh, 
a bronze bust of Sam Ridley that when I moved in two years ago. Maybe I, you shouldn't have said that. They'll be out wanting to uh, take that bust and <laughs> do something else with it. Well, it was in a closet uh, yeah. uh, at, at Town Hall, and I found it, and I thought, well, you know, this needs to be out where people can see it. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I know a lot of people probably have different feelings about the Ridleys. And oh, I the love history, Sam and Knoxville. But, you know, they, they were a very important part of the history, and, you know, they, they did a great job of keeping Smyrna alive mm -hmm. uh, after the base closed, and they were very instrumental in bringing Nissan, working with sure the state. Were. So uh, we, we've moved that, and it's down at town, the town center now. It's out for display, yeah. and I'm very proud of that. Uh, uh, a lot of history in Smyrna. You know, there a was a big fight over that airport. Uh, after uh, the base closed down, and uh, Davidson County had a big hold on it there for a while. Well, you know, it, it's interesting you say that because I did not realize that. And I was talking to John Black one day, and the airport was actually run by Nashville yes. for the first three, four years after Seward Air Force Base uh, left. And then they turned it back over, and the airport authority was put together. Uh, between the county and Smyrna, uh, yeah. and uh, now it's run by that same authority today. Uh, and my gosh, what that what John has done with that airport is just astounding. It's a cash uh, cow now. It, it's done very well. Do, do you know? Uh, talking to John, ha have you uh, seen anything that that they're working on as far as changing it around? Because that airport can actually land the biggest planes that we can, are, were we can ever land made. A set, we can land a 747, and we do every year. A 747 yeah. lands down there for uh, winterization uh, mm -hmm. coming out of, I think it's Ohio is where mm -hmm. it comes from. You know, it's interesting you say that. We Last Friday, uh, we did a uh, state of the town mm -hmm. uh, presentation, the mayor and I did. Uh, we had about 50 people come in, uh, local, our department heads. Uh, we had some of our local businesses, Nissan, all the way down to some of our small businesses uh, represented there. And we kind of went through uh, last year's history of what we did and what we were able to accomplish. And we had Paul Latour uh, from the Chamber of Commerce come mm -hmm. in and speak to us. We had John Black from the airport. And then we had uh, Amanda Johnstone from uh, the Rotary give an update on the park. Mm -hmm. uh, and John was sharing with us, you know, uh, Hillwood has developed uh, three buildings, uh, and we were actually uh, on the airport properties where we did this. We have a new company called Hunter Fans. Mm -hmm. Hunter Fans have been around for years. They, uh, about, oh, seven, eight years ago, moved their corporate function to Nashville for their commercial fans, mm -hmm. and they had their research development corporate office and uh, uh, the uh, actual uh, building of the fans in Nashville. They've just recently moved that to Smyrna. Wow. So we were actually in their facility, and it is a state-of-the-art facility, a beautiful building. Uh, they've done a great job. They've got a lot of technology. So we were able to highlight their business as we did this. But getting to John, uh, he in his presentation, he talked about some of the things with the Hillwood development uh, there on the uh, Smyrna side of, of the airport. And mm -hmm. uh, they've recently uh, uh, won a grant through the uh, TVA Invest Prep. Uh, we're going to be building a road and moving utilities around the bottom side of the airport, which will loop the airport road back together and open up about another 100 acres of development property back on the back. Uh, there's an, a hangar in the back that was burned a few years ago. Uh, it's probably been 20 years ago. 20 years ago, mm -hmm. easy. Uh, that that, that uh, old hangar burned, and they're going to be rebuilding on that site. Stevens Aviation is moving out of Nashville down to Smyrna, and uh, they actually have moved in one of Hollingshead's um, uh, 
places right now, and they're going to be building their uh, base there on uh, that site uh, and moving about 100 jobs into Smyrna that's tied to aeronautics and aviation with Stevens Aviation coming out of Nashville. So a so lot, lot of the businesses that are coming in, in fact, the, most of them, are related to to the airport, airport travel and things like that. I can remember when they uh, used to work on uh, mechanically on some of the planes there. There's still uh, some of that being done. John shared something with us last week that I thought was very interesting, and, and I knew this, uh, but he took it a step further. Smyrna Airport is actually the third largest airport in the state of Tennessee. Right now, we're the second busiest airport in the state of Tennessee, only behind Memphis. And, of course, we know what happens in Memphis with FedEx. Yeah. But right now, there's more traffic in and out of Smyrna Airport than there is B&A in Nashville. That's amazing. Yep. Now, that won't last long with, with COVID, you know, coming out mm -hmm. and those kind of things and people getting back into the commercial airlines. But yeah. right now, we're the second busiest airport in the state of Tennessee. Well, the construction that's going on and buying the extra uh, land there, the 100 acres and things like that, your, uh, John is obviously looking at expanding that airport into a major airport. You know, uh, John, I, think, I don't think he would be mad at me for saying this because I think he's actually said it on your show. Um, I think there will be a time we may see commercial traffic, uh, pedestrian traffic in and out of Smyrna Airport. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's an exciting thing. I know there's a lot of charter flights now, uh, but there may be a day where you'll actually have ticketed gates uh, that will be moving traffic in and out of uh, Middle Tennessee through the Smyrna Airport. It's mostly been uh, private, private uh, and, and up until this time. But I can see uh, Smyrna, goodness gracious, I mean, you guys are going to grow completely into a world that nobody ever expected. Well, you know, uh, and with my history, uh, and it wasn't that I couldn't keep a job, but I got a couple of offers along the way. You know, the, the last stint that I did was with the chamber doing economic development. That is a crown jewel for yeah. us from an economic development standpoint. You know, people like General Mills, Nissan, I think Nissan's flying three jets a day in and out of there on private uh, flights between their operations in Mexico, their operations in uh, Canton, Mississippi, and places like that. There are literally planes going in and out of there every day. Mm -hmm. uh, General Mills flies a lot of executives uh, in and out through that airport. You know, MTSU, when the football team is playing and that kind of stuff, that's predominantly where they'll take their charter flights out of. That way they don't have to get into the Nashville traffic, uh, not just the traffic on the roads, but the traffic through the airport to move that football team and all the equipment and those kind of things. So uh, it's pretty interesting to see what all goes on down there. And, and of course, you know, we still, uh, although we lost a little bit of it, we still have the National Guard uh, with with the um, uh, facilities down there. So, yeah. you know, so I never understood why, how Nashville got those C-130s. Uh, when they moved all of them out there because yep. um, I, I don't know how many people have ever been on C-130s. Most of the people that uh, went through jump school and, and, and in the airborne and things like that. But I love to watch the C-130s. It's the most amazing plane, I think. It, it's still being uh, developed. And, yep. and if you think about it, all these years, uh, uh, it, it, it's we're talking about World War II and, and, and all the way up. It's just amazing. Yep. Uh, and 
I wish that we could get to C-130s back again. I, it, of course, we're, uh, it's going to fill the skies when you guys get what you want to do. It will. It'll, it'll, uh, and, you know, I, where I live off of Jefferson Pike, we're kind of in the flight. We're not only in the flight pattern for Smyrna Airport, but we're actually in the flight pattern for Nashville. I see a lot of Southwest jets still at a pretty good altitude, but going over my house on a regular basis. I tell you what's fun is when the helicopters were down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Those guys, you know, they'd get out there and they'd come in treetop level sometimes, you know, running maneuvers and stuff. They'd go right over my house. <laughs> It, it, I've actually jumped out of those helicopters before. I've not jumped out of one, but I've ridden in them, but they're a lot of fun, uh, that's for sure. They're, they're dangerous, actually, to jump out of because you're sitting on your rear end on, on, on the bottom of the, the helicopter, yep. and you have to push yourself to the door, and those risers that are actually, you know, when you jump out, they pulls your chute open, basically, yep. is what it does. Uh, one got wrapped around my neck oh. and, and didn't even know it. And the jump master pretty much saved my life because he grabbed me, uh, then undone, undid the um, uh, riser, and then he pushed me out. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> and he pushed the good him Lord, out. The good, yeah. the good, yeah, the good Lord was looking after me during yep. that time. Yep. I'm excited about that. Um, I, uh, I hope I can stay around long enough to see some of that developed and created. Yeah. It, uh, John has done a fam you know his team down there have done a fabulous job with that airport. I mean, uh, um, I, I think I introduced him the other day. Said if you ever want to meet a man that knows how to make a nickel, I guarantee you John Black doesn't leave any money on the table. I, I you go down there and you like I said you, you know we got a 747 that comes in from somewhere up in Ohio that uh, doesn't want to stay out in the weather, so he rents him a, a pad there for him to fly down here in the winter. So he's utilizing every inch of that tarmac to make mm -hmm. money. Uh, you know, sometimes when Nissan's up running full blast and they get a, a recall on something, they'll put cars over there. He'll rent them part of that tarmac over there, and you'll go out there, and there'll be a thousand vehicles parked out there. It's just funny to see, but he's he's turning money and making that airport, you know, uh, viable for our community. So that changed the town forever, won't it? Yep. Yeah, it's, you know, I guarantee you there's a lot of communities that would give anything to have that asset in their community for economic development. Yeah. It's, it's a crown jewel. Well, Todd, the change from law enforcement to what you're doing now, um, <coughs> do, do you feel comfortable with that, or do you have times where you think about, man, I wish I was back on the road, because I have times <laughs> like that. I, I mean, I really do. And... Uh, I, I miss, that's one job that I miss more than anything else. And you know, the the lifespan of retired law enforcement officers is not very long, as we know, with all the pressures that they go through. But it was one of the more fun times I've ever had. Absolutely. And, you know, you always say you miss the people. Yeah. And the, the advantage that I have is I'm less than a half a mile from those same people. Yeah. And a couple of my departments that I direct, directly oversee is in the building. So I get to see him, and I wouldn't admit it that I enjoy seeing Kevin Arnold every once in a while, but yeah. I get to see him about yeah. once a week. Um, but the transition, it's a new skill set. And, you know, I've always, I've always been the person that says, if you ever stop learning, then you're stopping to live. You got to constantly always change and learn. And this was just an opportunity to learn new skill sets and learn other uh, different things. Do I miss the job? Absolutely. Do I miss yeah. the people? Absolutely. But I'll tell you, I've been more excited about the challenges of my new position and 
um, you know, we got we kind of joked and said there's not there hasn't been anybody with this with my level of law enforcement experience in the admin section. And so I hope that I can add at least a, a small smidgen of of information to Brian about the public safety aspect of it. Um, and so it's worked out very well. I've enjoyed it. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so now you make me sad about the retirement age of, of retired law enforcement, but <laughs> ask well, about you're, you're, you're still a good ways from that. Thank you. Whew. Yes, sir. Ask him about building the budget. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a different world. Let me, from what we would budget for the police department to what you go when you're managing the entire budget, obviously for the town of Smyrna and the, the different fund sources and resources. I, the first day I was, I was done, and so I'm sitting here. With my, I'm trying to keep it look like a football depth chart. Yeah. I had these funds accounts, and I'm trying to move and push, and they're rattling off numbers left and right. I, I just kind of gave up after about 30 minutes and just started listening, trying to develop, you know, develop the skill set. But I'm, I'm picking it up. But uh, to do a budget like we did do at the police department, and then go to exp exponentially bigger budget budget for the town and the different functions and resources and uh, fund groups that you're talking about. It, it was eye-opening. It was very, very eye-opening. Do you, do you have a type of budget now that when you go before the city council, uh, you can tell when their eyes open up real wide that, uh-oh, I'm going to have a problem here? Oh, absolutely. You, you can know. you read their faces? Oh, yeah. And I've learned that, obviously, from Brian, because he'll just look and just kind of smile and you know, here it comes. Yeah. You know, and, and everybody has their, you know, their heart set on different projects. Like we have some that thoroughly enjoy the parks, and, and the parks is their project. And you have some that, you know, do have a uh, court background or do have a you know, public safety background. And so you can tell that there's some of them that, that some of the council members who have tremendously worked together so well that they have their subject matter that they're interested in. So you kind of know, let's calm this do this let's do this and that's been a huge learning curve but uh, again i've thoroughly enjoyed it you know that's one of the things i told todd early on about the budget is that you know when you go to departments that's all they see is their department and that's all they're focused on that's what you want yeah that's truly what you want but when you get to this level and you're building that budget even with the council sometimes you got to remind them that we got to balance that budget not only to the dollars we got to balance it to the growth of the community and the needs of the community because uh, you know it's like saying the word infrastructure if I, I talk about infrastructure people most of the people are going to immediately go to the roads yeah that's all they think about well when I think of infrastructure I'm thinking about water sewer gas storm water and the roads mm -hmm. and sometimes you you just have to slow people down and make them understand that it's 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 a bigger picture than just what you're seeing and, and that's what our job is to do is make sure that we bring a budget that not only fits the needs of the community and we're making sure, and, and I promise you one of the key factors of the budget for me is I don't want any police officer or any fire person uh, with the town of Smyrna not having what they need yeah. to do their job safely. I want them to be able to go home at night, all those kind of things, and do their job and be proud of what they do. But, you know, sometimes you got to balance that with is this truly what you need to do that because because I've got other desires over here in the stormwater where I've got people being flooded that I've got to put dollars. So you just balance that. And I, I will tell you, our department heads do a great job. They understand. Not to say they're not going to ask for things. Uh, everybody's going to ask. But what we try to do is we sit down with each department, go through their budget, 
and we ask them to prioritize. Mm -hmm. You know, tell me what the most important thing in this budget is that you have to have. And typically, we're going to give them one, two, and three. We get down to four and five and six. Sometimes we're going to say, well, maybe we can wait a year on that. Yeah. You know, we've waited 10 years already. Can we wait another year? Uh, but we want to make sure they have vehicles. We want to make sure they have, you know, the safety apparatus. We, you know, and, and it, was, it, it was strange this year. You know, we actually had to buy billet vests and, uh, and helmets for our firefighters. In today's environment, you've got to protect them. Yeah, you do. You know, so those are the kind of things that we look at and say, what's the most important thing we need to not just for the public safety, but we do the same thing in streets. And, you know, I've got a guy that if I let him, he'd, he'd repave every street every year. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't do that. You know, we've got to have a plan of action. Uh, we've got to have, you know, a foresight to say five years out, what do we want to do? How do we want to do this? And that's what we've been really working on uh, this last year is, is having a vision that takes us out five years. Uh, I'm asking them, don't tell me just what you want to do this year on your road re, um, resurfacing. Tell me what, what roads we're going to do over the next five years. We repaved 15 miles of road last year Wow! in Smyrna. People don't realize that. Mm -hmm. You know, we, uh, we're maintaining 21 miles of state road that we're reimbursed for. We cut the, the, uh, the, the, the side of the road. We, you know, we pick up the trash. We fix potholes, and, and the state reimburses us for that. But mm -hmm. we still have to functionally do that work. So there's a lot of things that go into building the budget and making sure that we're meeting all the needs of all the community. What you do is you, you give the, the citizens up there uh, the things that are vital to them. And if it's something that's kind of like a shiny new toy or, or whatever, you just push that into the background because um, the money flow really hasn't been what it has been in the past as far as uh, what's been going on with the virus and things like that. But I can remember, Todd remembers, uh, I'd go up there and ask for things that we absolutely had to have. And and a lot of times they wouldn't give it because they just didn't, didn't want to spend any more money. Yep. And, and it, it would be a... Uh, uh, an aggravation to me, you might say. We we try to give everything that is needed. We're going to give it an honest look. Yeah, an honest look. Now, I, I don't necessarily want to. I don't want to argue with you, but you know, shiny new things. You have to have some of that too. You know, uh, it's just like our new park. Well, that's part so of the that's, that's, that's part that's of the kind quality. Of wasteful of, spending. No, it's not. not. No, not it's good. not. Let me tell you something. That's quality of life. The things that I focus on are public safety. Infrastructure and growth, vital, and vital. quality of life, vital, quality of life. Yeah. So we're but growing. Those are not shiny new toys, though. But what we have to look. what you got to have. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And we have to balance and look. You know, we got Lee Victory Park. I would put our parks department. I'm fat, uh, I finally got where we can give him an aggravation. No, he no, you're not. He has been so <laughs> smooth all the way through. I, no, no. I love it. No. I love it. No, well, I, I want you to know how I think and what we do. And I what know we how try you to do. think. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Lee Victory Park, um, our park system is very robust. I'd put it against anything in the state. I would, too. But we're growing in a different area today. We've got close to 300 houses that have been approved as far as building lots. Yeah. That group of people deserve, just as the other people in Smyrna deserve, their parks. Yeah. So that's what I try to look at is that that may to some people be may be a shiny new toy, but no, that fits into the quality of life that we it want to does. establish that that's who Smyrna is. But that is a vital thing. It is. It's absolutely vital. Yeah. And I would defend it all day long. Yeah. You know, it's just like our golf course. It's 
you know, if if you had it to do over, would you build a golf course? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. You know, you'd be surprised at how many people. You know, if you're shooting a good game, you shoot your age. Sure. How many people that are in their mid 70s all the way up to 90 that still enjoy life by going out there to the golf course? But that's my point. It's, yeah. It's it's an important part of the quality yeah. of life that we have to provide. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, I, I tell you, we're having record-breaking days. That tells me there's people that want our golf course, use our golf course, and need our golf course. That's an important part of their life. Yeah. Uh, and you're absolutely right. And that's what I, when I get to quality of life, that is my passion. I want to make sure that Smyrna is known for more than just growing community, adding big boxes, bringing in industry. We're also taking care of the whole person. Yeah. That we are providing those things that make this home. A place for the kids to play ball, a place for somebody to go kayaking, a place, you know, to play football, all those things, a place to play golf, a place to go swim. Those are important parts of life and, and it has to be provided. And that's what, the, to me, as a town, that's part of the responsibility we have. Now, you know, can we get overburdened with some of those things? I think sometimes we can. Uh, I think we have to balance that. I knew that the shiny new toy would get a response from you. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, hey, we got to go because uh, we've, we've actually run over this morning, and I have got an appointment uh, up the road here. So, well, Truman, thank I you. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, um, Brian and Todd, uh, I, I, this conversation has been enlightening, but it's also been a lot of fun, and I always enjoy it. And and I did tell you my my breakfast crew's already reached out and said they's listening this morning. So well, Daryl and Jeff and that bunch they will uh, critique it after absolutely. You I will get an email yeah. very soon. Yeah, and tell Mary Esther hi. We will. Yeah, and her family. And we'll make sure she comes back next time I'm here. Yeah, or maybe she'll come and I won't be here. Is she kind of like that? What is that picture of what Dorian Gray? Where they've got this picture and and. He, he, he pretty much do everything that he wants to and, and still look younger and younger and younger. And, and she looks like she's, she's going backwards instead of forwards in the age thing. So, yep. yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs> From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. This portion of the Truman Show brought to you by Mabco. How do you feel about two for $3 Laser Cheetos? What about regular M&Ms for just a dollar? Just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mabco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. Don't forget to download the My Rewards mobile app and start earning points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even Fuel, the app available for iPhones and Androids. Be sure to stop by and save at your local Mapco today.